Attention, Somerset. I am Star Colonel Nikolai Malthus of the Jade Falcon Clan. A full trinary stands ready to conquer your planet. What forces dare oppose us? Is this some kind of joke? You dare to refuse my bajol? Refuse your what? Prepare to feel the wrath of the Falcon's claws. Welcome to Trident Wargaming, a podcast dedicated to all aspects of tabletop wargaming. Your hosts are Bill and Andy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I'm your host, Bill, and I'm joined with my lance mate, Andy. Hey guys. And today is all about that sweet, sweet battle tech. Uh, We got into... A brawl. A jaw. <laughs> a what? That's right. Uh, it was it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, but before we get too carried away, um, hobby highlights. What have you been doing? Oh, well, I mean, just for this this uh, scenario that we, we've done here, hammering out some strikers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somerset strikers. Um as you can see earlier on, um, some of you guys have probably already seen it, but I, I was able to get uh, Adam Steiner's Axeman done. And uh, then I was able to get his Lancemates, um, Zero, Hawkins in his Mauler, and Zero in his Wolfhound. And then uh, I also did Valton Rider's uh, Centurion as well. So, uh, oh, yeah. We'll be showing those later this week, so uh, be on the lookout for those. But yeah, that and getting, of course, some of the other systems, uh, gaming systems ready. Of course, the continuous white scars. And then uh, I got some Merrick Forces being prepped as well. So, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. How about you, Bill? What what about yourself? Uh, Well, um, as people may have seen on monday we uh, i got a bunch of my clanners all done up i ended up finishing off Kristen redmond and the good old pytor took some pics mm-hmm. there of uh, malthus so i got those all uh done up and uh really happy with them i actually have the clan version of zero when he's in his mad cat uh on the workbench right now so that's nice. being, uh, yeah, it's being tackled as as we not as we speak, but as you know, the week goes on. So it was pretty good. Um, other than that, yeah, just you know, prepping a lot of prepping on the other system. <laughs> Their heresy, um, trying to get a lot of infantry punched out, and it's all nice. about that uh, that sweet assembly line. So, yeah, we all have that line. Some yeah. some larger than others, but. You know, uh, one saving grace, at least with BattleTech, it's uh, pretty much clean up and and then paint. So no yes. assembly required. <laughs> no, that that is the nice part. Uh, it, it definitely is pretty. Actually, it's pretty legit considering you know most of your forces are anywhere between like three to five uh, battle max. Yep. So that actually, it, it's very refreshing that way when you have uh, you know not a whole. A whole shit ton to pack around and clean up and everything. So, and it's uh, and I don't know about you. I think well, actually, I do know. But I mean, oh, I it's know. really, really, <laughs> it's been really, really fun painting up battle mechs. It has since since 
since the big wave of Battletech has hit and all these new miniatures have come out and it's just, well, of course I'm overwhelmed with the miniatures, but I just love them. I enjoy painting them, looking up their schemes, you know, checking out different units and uh, just even our community, seeing everybody kind of jump in and, and like everybody went hard on painting, you know, everybody did awesome. I just, I love it. Like I'm hyped. I'm like, ah! you know, just hyped. <laughs> so, um, but it's cool. Cause like, you know, we're, we worked on some, uh, worked on some wolf, some Steiner forces and now the Somerset strikers and I got Merrick going and I just got a whole bunch of stuff to go for, for, uh, for battle tech. And I know yourself, you've been steadily working on your Jade Falcons. Yeah. I've been a clan whore. I've been yeah. <laughs> uh, cranking out on my clan, and I have fire mandrills that I'm going to be also, you know, cranking out on. I just can't get away from that warden um, enemies. I, I got to have as many crusader bodies as I can throw at them. So <laughs> I'm the warden. You're the crusader. Remember no, that. <laughs> that's right. So, so but uh, but I you do just have... can't get out of that sibco, you know. That's right. Well, and I do, I do actually have. Now, the remaining mechs I needed for my uh, Grey Death Legion, big shout to Hal, hooked me up. Yeah, yep. hooked me up with the much-needed uh, uh, Warhammer and the uh, Rifleman, so I was much appreciative of that. Yeah, very nice. And uh, nice. I've got a lot of Inner Sphere mechs that I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, because I only really wanted to run, like, two lances of uh, uh, Mercs. And, you know, I've been kind of looking at a bunch of different houses and a bunch of different um, Merc factions and mm-hmm. just trying to really, you know, trying to really see what do I actually want to play. And uh, actually on one of the Battletech pages on Facebook, they're, they're doing polls. Like, who's the most, um, the biggest enemy or, like, just, just the worst of the worst for great houses? Like, who do you dislike the most? <laughs> and uh, after seeing some of the comments and the poll how it went you know what i think i found my new uh my new great house is the capellian confederation i'm gonna roll that (laughs) way and uh you know uh show the rest of the inner sphere why they're the best house i figured that's what that's uh who they would have picked yeah and uh yeah not a very uh likable or very fondly talked of uh (laughs) which made me gravitate them to them even more so <laughs> you uh you looked at their units and whatnot like um which one you're gonna go not yet i've kind of just been reading up a little bit on fluff just to see what they're all about and mm. yeah like you know they're they're assholes so that's fine it's right up there <laughs> with my crusader love so i'm like yeah okay you know uh, i could go for it so there's uh the unit i think death commandos i believe mm. and jason would uh Jason would be all over that. He was playing them, but uh, they're a pretty neat scheme with black and, and some green on them. Oh, okay, um, okay. So it's a little different. I know you're. I know you've done a lot of green, but yeah, pretty cool. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. It'll definitely be an alternate uh, unit color because, yeah, I just I can't do more green. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do more green. The, like the playing, uh, playing, <laughs> painting up these other clanners. Was actually a really nice palette cleanser because they're the gray white, kind of off white, 
And when I started painting, I'm like, man, this is this is a Comstar color scheme if I ever saw one. <laughs> and then I was like, but no, still staying true to the uh, the tenants of Clan Jade Falcon. So there you go. There you go. But I guess, uh, kind of, I guess a little derailed on that one. We but, did, uh, yeah. We went, we went hard <laughs> derail, but um, it's okay. Yeah, reeling it in, strapping in, you know, to the battle mech, getting ready. Uh, so we played it. We played a game. We cranked out yeah. a mission, and we've been talking about it for a little while, and we actually got to play it. It was Clash in the Canyon, episode two, from the actual BattleTech cartoon um uh you have the source book uh yeah there. the somerset striker source book yeah so it's pretty cool we were able to actually play this mission it was actually really fun um it uses two two map uh that are folded lengthways and then the way that the map is actually kind of laid out is only about six or seven hex are attached in the middle to make it kind of like a almost like a lightning bolt kind of canyon map yeah, and uh, actually, the the way it played out was pretty sweet. Um, the attacker is obviously the first Somerset Strikers. We got Major Adam Steiner. He's rocking his Axeman, dirty old Axeman. And then yeah, we got <laughs> Zach Hawkins, and he has his Mauler, like Andy had mentioned. And then uh, Cyril Ramirez and the Wolfhound, which is classic. They also had uh, Cadet Kylie. She was in a Banshee, which. Um, the mechanics in it were on the first turn and then turns two, four, six, you could do a strafing run and you yep. could always from the east side because, you know, she's flying back around to the canyon and basically, yeah, pick whatever mech you want, fire, boom, 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 do your thing. And then as a defender, I was able to play Star Colonel Chris and Redmond, which was awesome. I got her all painted up for this game. And then some just rando mech warrior Duvall and... <laughs> Whatever, that's fine. He was he was rocking Pytor's uh, Hunchback because that's the only one I've got. But we all know it was Pytor for real, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was pretty good. It gave you the um, you know the feel of okay, the, the, we're we're doing this. We're playing the, the cartoon the first first time. Really, you see them kind of face off against each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the whole thing too is um, the way the deployment deployment was is uh pretty much supposed to be deployed where we're not actually visible to each other yeah um and the whole point of this uh clash in the canyon was that there was a down centurion which is uh a valton riders uh mech at the time not his actual centurion but a centurion and uh pretty much redmond's about to to unleash the killing blow on him and the strikers are coming in to try to help them out. So, um, it, right out of the cartoon, man, <laughs> like it's exactly exactly you know the same kind of thing that was happening. Um, cool thing is the the gunnery and piloting skills for uh, each of the the mechs and the pilots are different. Yep. And it really shows you who had more of the skill kind of thing in game. Um, you know, Redman and uh, Adam Steiner both were rocking piloting and gunneries of two. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I've never 
even when we were just playing straight up slugfest, like paying BV to upgrade the pilot skills and gunnery skills, I've yep. never gone that hard. I've only went to like a three. And let me tell you, two is completely bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, no, it's it was definitely uh, definitely very helpful in this game for uh, for having that kind of a skill level, you know. And um, we also had three fours with like Hawkins and McQuarrie Duvall, and then of course, uh, you know, Zero was pretty much the the rookie standard, yeah, the gunnery four five, you know. <laughs> So, and the neat thing is, uh, they do have, um, they do have it for uh, Kylie as well. She has a pilot and a three and a gunnery four. Um, but I'm assuming that was to if you were to actually use her, like as an aerospace fighter in game. Mm -hmm. um, but they do have the special rules, like Bill mentioned, for her. Which I'd like to touch on that a little bit. It was, yeah, it was is very simple. It's a very simple mechanic, and um, it wasn't overwhelming. No, so it was pretty neat because she has she ends up firing two medium lasers at a target of your choosing, and then she comes in and she needs a seven to hit, and happens it happens, but doesn't doesn't that's it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So pretty cool. It, it was fun. Uh, yeah, so. Victory conditions for this uh, this scenario pretty much are um, I have to as the Somerset Strikers needing to have a decisive victory to destroy both clan mechs, or a marginal victory if both clan mechs are driven off or destroyed. So there's that part, and then for Bill's Falcon forces. He's got to destroy all my mechs or marginal victory. He would have to escape through the west end of the canyon. Yeah. So it's nice that there's a little bit of victory conditions. And because, again, we we've mainly played where it's just been a, a straight up brawl. Yeah. And we, we just fight each other. And there have, we haven't really tried any missions at the moment except for this one. Um, so it's it's cool to see what they have for mechanics. Um, I like it. I can see there's going to be a lot more conditions like that to play around with as I kind of looked at the other missions already. So, you know, information is ammunition. So <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was it was pretty neat. Uh, it was uh, it was a brawl. It was. To be straight up, it was nasty. Like just, just a close quarter brawl. And I don't know, Bill. You want to start off how it went? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what didn't happen in the cartoon. Yeah, was uh, I don't remember a Hunchback Two C just shredding that poor Mauler no. um, in the game, like. Those AC-20s, like, we all know, okay, Ultra AC-20s, they hit hard. Yep. And I won't lie. They hit like, harder that match. They hit really hard. Like, my, my dice, they were pretty hot, I won't lie. I was hitting with all my weapons for majority of the turns. 
And yeah, that first volley just blew like the torsos apart on that poor Mauler. And throughout the game, because you know, Clan Honor, I'm still one on one all the time. Not like the mm-hmm. Inner Sphere uh, rabble. But yeah, just one on one. I kept kept hammering turn after turn, not double firing either, just one volley in my two lasers. And I was able to actually, yeah, whittle that Mauler down and, yeah, blow off his leg. And then we found that, yeah, if he's immobilized, could do a called shot. So obviously called shots at the head and was able just to, yeah, just double tap that that poor bastard when he was on his back. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, that was, uh, it was very interesting the way it played out um, overall. Yeah. That hunchback, it, it took a bit of a beating. I did get an arm blown off from what I remember looking at here at this uh, mech sheet. And it yeah, had Hawkins damage. Was, Hawkins, like, he hit you quite a few times with his weaponry. Yeah, he did. But, like, it it wasn't consistent in, certain, in you know, the same locations. No, yeah, he was spread around right. pretty good. Like, his missiles didn't hit worth shit. But, <clears throat> no. you know just hitting you here and there and just kind of spread out throughout your, your mech yeah. really uh, was kind of the downfall on that one. You know, yeah. when you hit, when you hit me and you got a critical, like you had a chance, you had like three chances to hit some ammo yeah. and, and you hit, you hit an AC two. So <laughs> yeah, it could have, it could have been over a lot earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, couldn't believe like well i could believe because i know what the ac20s do but <laughs> you know looking at uh looking at the damage on the mech sheet right now just peppered like no armor on on the torsos at all leg is gone internals are like halfway eaten up you know might as well just throw him over to the side he's done yeah it was it was really <laughs> nasty like I, I I pretty much lost an arm and was well on my way to losing my second arm. I only had three pips left internal structure, um, yeah. and like a lot of armor was chewed up all over the body. But honestly, like it was it was getting spread everywhere. Where the hunchback was just awesome, and then jumping over to my uh, Mad Dog, rocking the Mad Dog Prime variant. Now I like the Mad Dog. I think the Mad Dog is better than the Mad Cat in all ways. <gasps> Come fight me if you disagree. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> but it's, a trial refusal. Yeah, it, it, it's the it's the variant I use all the time for this particular mech, and I honestly do think it puts in a lot of work for the tonnage, like sixty ton mech, and for what you're paying BV wise, it just it hits hard, just as hard as the Mad Cat in my opinion. It can tank damage just as well. And like yeah, my my mad dog took a shit kicking. It also dealed a shit kicking. Well, yeah. Because let's let's just put it this way. The Axeman Steiner's Axeman got got railed very early in the game with Bill scoring two criticals on the center torso. Yeah. Um and hitting two engines. Yeah. So he already he already like kind of you know slowed him down just from that couldn't even get in to to swing his hatchet so but yeah just 
took a lot of damage trying to close that gap. And like honestly, the 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 Mad Dog's pulses were just chewing, chewing him apart. You know. Yeah. And then uh, and then I of course I found like I was running running red line pretty much just overheating continuously, um, which makes you know makes sense with just the way the mechs are built um, and the lower amount of of heat sinks and and stuff that the inner sphere mechs have. But I, I don't know. I, I laid some punishment on the mechs as oh, well. Oh, oh, you did, yeah. Um, took your armor off on your head. Yeah, the head was completely the... stripped. Uh, my right torso was stripped. My right leg was stripped. My left arm was stripped. It just you were just you were doing really good damage. It just was floating around the whole mech again. Yeah, again. That was but... like the. Whole... That was the whole game for me, pretty much. Yeah, and a lot of the rolls I was getting, like for location, it'd be like, okay, I got three different weapons hitting, and this one's oh center torso, oh right torso, right. Like I just kept doubling up on yeah. rolls, and it just shit happens, right? But um, I did notice, yeah, for as far as heat management went, there was a few turns I was just alpha striking everything, and I was like, whoa, okay, I'm cooking. Like I'm around like you know the ten twelve mark for heat. And I got to just mellow out. So I had to take a good solid turn of just tone down the shooting quite a bit. And it helped because once he dropped all that heat, it was easy to kind of pick and choose what weapons I wanted to run. And obviously, as being, you know, as far as being just a clan whore, I'm also a pulse laser whore. So, <laughs> you know, using those pulses as effectively as I can, basically sitting middle range because there's points where i just back up and kind of keep that distance between us at least six or seven hexes between me and the steiner axe man and just let the pulse fly yeah i just did yeah. not want to get close so and and towards the end of the game because the, the the mission only lasted six turns yeah and uh, just touching base on the actual mission and like the deployment that we were talked about earlier you were actually very very close starting you know, uh, against each other. Yeah, we were. The, the way the map was set up, the way it was cut into these corridors, and then being able to deploy within a certain uh, uh, section, uh, which put you really, really close. So the combat started a lot earlier, right? Yeah, like it did. In, in past games we've played, we've played with, you know, the, the double map sheet, right? The... Um, the mouse pad sheet there and um we found that you're spending like the first i don't know three turns just trying to close that gap and, and needing these insane rolls to try to hit each other yeah so it's a very long range battle but towards the end of it you know it could be four hours in and and you're just finally starting to really um start to get some better numbers and actually do some decent damage whereas in this we were already pretty close and yeah it was just it's happening now turn two right? it was going down yeah which was really really fun it was you know it, it was pretty good so it gives us an idea you know of um for future games as well and, and maybe later down for events um that if you want those games to to go a little quicker or have a little bit more punch and action, then 
I guess you kind of have to limit the size of your actual battlefield, right? So yeah, it's um, nothing wrong getting in dirty, cool. getting in nice and quick, no. right? It, it does make for a quicker game, considering you know we haven't actually been able to throw down and play BattleTech for a little while. Um, yeah. it was about three hours for our game, and that was with you know like fumbling through books, looking at rules. It's like the hell does this do again? My goodness, I yeah, can't which remember. Wasn't right? too bad. Wasn't too bad. We were pretty on top of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was there was some good moments in in the game, um, and some really bad moments, of course, like with <laughs> with Hawkins. Not only did Hawkins like lose his leg and then <laughs> fell, but he also shut down, which made him just dead in the water and then literally the next turn dead yeah. um, with the headshot called shot. <laughs> so, and um, then Steiner as well as finally, I think it was the sixth turn. Finally, no, it was, I think the fifth turn I got, finally got into closing range with you to, to swing that ax, the hatchet, and you got a, a third engine hit on him. And yeah. that was it. He was done. So I didn't even get to swing his hatchet. So I was looking forward to that. <laughs> I was Just, afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was that. And then there was... Uh, poor, poor Zero didn't really get into decent positions just because the way the initiative kind of went um, had to, to maneuver certain ways and uh, Bill did Bill played the terrain pretty good uh, he had some some nice parts where he just blocked a complete line of sight to one of my mechs and uh, yeah when when zero came out and seen his lance mates down he went in for you know, trying to trying to hurt the hunchback and whatnot, and got both of his arms blown off in one turn. So, large laser down, and then nothing on the other one. And uh, yeah, I guess the <laughs> the uh, the turn kind of ended that way for him. It did, yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I was hoping to be able to to do some mega damage. Um, I know, unfortunately, at the end, I was out of AC twenty ammo. Yeah, with the hunch, so he kind of just stood there and, you know, little uh, medium lasers and lasers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mad dog, mad dog was out for blood, but I just couldn't, I couldn't fire enough stuff to actually do the job before it ended. And uh, surprisingly, like all the destruction we're talking about, surprisingly, it ended up being a tie. Yeah, because I, I didn't flee, and uh, like, who, what clan would flee, right? <laughs> and uh, I I wasn't able to kill them all. So it was kind of uh, an interesting end to it, uh, considering like all the destruction that was had. But still a, a really fitting part of, I guess, the storyline. Right? Because they kind of, you know, have a little bit of a skirmish, a little bit of a battle. And then both sides kind of both back off and reconsolidate and hit each other later. So Yeah, no, for sure. No, it was, it was fun. It was really awesome to to feel the mechs that we just had got done up and and that we've uh, you know we've been in love with ever since that series had come out. Oh yeah. And uh, I've always wanted to do the strikers myself, and uh, I got got some more mechs 
to do as well for them. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, uh, there was a couple little extra rules that uh, were for the scenarios as well. Yep. And uh, I'm just going to touch base on the one, uh, which you didn't use. I didn't use, no. But um, there's the enhanced imaging that Bill was, was allowed to use in the game. And it's a neat little thing. It, it didn't make or break, um, you know, the actual rules. But uh, pretty much you would have to activate it at a certain point in the game at the end. I believe it's the end phase. End phase, yeah. You would activate it and then... It would give him some. Uh, it would give him some modifiers. So, you know, if there was two light woods, um, it'd only be a minus one. And then, uh, similar with the uh, the heavy woods. So, it'd be the uh, sorry, the plus one. I should say same thing with the heavy woods. And then, uh, night combat modifier did not apply. And then it had some drawbacks too. So if he ever. If I ever got any kind of internal damage on him, his pilot would take some damage as well, right? But um, in this this game, it didn't didn't come into effect. So, but it, it's cool to have that because you know you you see that you know enhanced imaging. Everybody loves that stuff, and uh, yeah, I think it's just a little good little addition to it. You can use it if you want. You don't have to use it. You know. And there's uh, bonuses and drawbacks, which I like. You know, uh, a lot of times there's rules out there that it's just all bonuses. And yeah. it could really, really, really affect the game itself, right? Like, clans obviously have an, uh, an upper edge uh, with range and, and, and whatnot. But overall, I mean, the mech warriors are pretty on par with each other. Yeah, the pilots, right? And then uh, having that for the clans, and then having Kylie for the for the strikers, I think kind of balanced each other out a bit. Yeah, it it didn't feel like it was a mismatch. Like I, I was outnumbered no. three to three to two. Um, plus, he had the banshee support, but it didn't really feel like I was, you know, in a really bad place. Um, I, I think that's where the clan tech kind of makes up for it, um, you know. And obviously, the range considerably is is the big winner. There is majority of my rolls, you know. I was looking for sixes after you know my pulse bonus, and like even with uh, the hunchback, it was around the six seven for my dice rolls. And I was like, oh, this isn't actually that bad yeah. at all, you know. It was, it was pretty good. So I think I think the worst we had was like. Eights. I think it was eight, yeah. Even with zero? Like, it, it wasn't really that bad. But, again, we were actually pretty close to each other, and yeah. like, the map itself that we played on, there was a lot of hills, and but not too many, mm. right? So, there was some partial cover, you know, uh, really wasn't any trees, because we're, we're really in this canyon, and there's no trees in there, but... Um, definitely some good hits and definitely some modifiers uh we we jumped around a bit with our mechs that had jump jets and we found how that modified you know our, our shooting and whatnot um but otherwise yeah pretty pretty balanced uh, quite satisfied with the game and and uh, even though you know i took some heavy casualties it was, it was fun it was really fun and i i really had a good time 
playing it. So looking forward to to continue playing and, and oh, yeah. trying the other scenarios. Um, and speaking of like the other scenarios, the nice thing about these is as we go through them, um, it gives us an idea for later down the road and even for playing with, you know, other players and stuff. Um, cause we do have a, a bit of a group here and, uh, there's always some adjustments you can make to, to fit a little bit better for whatever kind of event you're doing too. Right. So, um, but as for the next mission, mm -hmm. so it's the, uh, the dust ball showdown. Oh. And I, br I briefly looked at this earlier. There's a lot more mechs in this one. Oh, I can hardly wait. Why don't, why don't you tell us about it so I can get hyped up? So <laughs> the clan forces, which is led by Redmond. Oh, yeah. Has, looks like, two stars of mechs. What? Yeah, ten oh, mechs. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to have, she's in her vulture, of course. Yeah. Uh, Deval is there with her. Of course. And you have a second vulture. Uh, there's four Thors. What? Two mad, yeah, two mad cats and another hunchback 2C. And a lot, most of them are four, uh, gunnery three, piloting four. And, a, uh, and another hunchback 2C? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, so there's, there's, uh, <laughs> There's a, a fair bit of mechs on your side. And then on my side, I have the Steiner, Zach, and Ryder, and Ramirez. Zero Ramirez. So the Wolf found the Centurion, the Mauler, and the Axeman. And Kylie for uh, air support. And that's it. So the whole thing with this and, and the map itself is plain there's nothing it's straight up open everything is open oh my goodness yeah so it looks like you um in this game i think you actually end up entering onto the board onto the to the map sheet instead of starting on it okay and um as the strikers i get to actually set up on the uh uh, on the table, except for Val's uh, Centurion. Yeah. He actually comes onto the uh, the onto the table. I think turn three. No by the looks of it. So yeah. But uh, pretty much victory conditions is I have to hold out till turn six until FedCom reinforcements come. Oh Jesus. So, <laughs> so it, it's going to be uh, just uh, move as much as you can, try to get as many modifiers as you can, keep that distance. Um, it's going to be, I think, a little ugly. So you have to destroy or drive off all uh, the defending mechs before the FedCom raiding party arrives. And I pretty much have to survive <laughs> until that. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's crazy. I'm well. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I think so, it's yeah, gonna be awesome. 
end of turn six, we're gonna have to get a drop ship. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but here's here's some special rules for it. So because uh, you were fighting in the hot desert sun of Dustball, all mechs uh, build up one extra point of heat during the heat phase each turn. Ooh. All clan mechs under play with a heat point level of thirteen. Because you've been running around in the sun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so dirty interfere. It's bastards. Um, so clan forces may not leave the map. Strikers may exit the map off the east edge only. And then, of course, the banshee does her strike like before. Mm-hmm. Two f- turns two, four, and six. So wow. Um. So yeah, so it's it's there's a lot of mechs on the board, but they've got some special rules in there to offset that, which is interesting. Well, having heat thirteen, like that's that's a big deal. Like I'm just checking out the sheet. I'm basically minus one movement point, uh, minus two movement points, and I'm pl- uh, plus two to my fire modifier. There you go. Right. So that's that's a big deal. Most likely, I'll be needing probably nines. For a fair chunk of the the shooting, yeah. So it it because um, this is still yeah still episode two. So we're still this is right after they end up getting Ryder, where the the clans come back because of uh, the Surat betrayal of the forces that were declared in that battle where uh Val was supposed to encounter them and then he gets like betrayed, right? Yeah, that's right. So then this is where they come uh, Redmond, back for blood. Redmond comes back with a vengeance, but yeah, they're overheating. So it's interesting. It's, it's pretty cool. That's that's going to be interesting to to play. We'll probably have to take a little bit just to get forces ready for this one, but uh Yeah, definitely. Like man, I don't even own four hellbringers. Uh, Thor's. I think I have one. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you don't need a Hellbringer, <laughs> let you know, me know. You mean, a, you mean a summoner? Oh, is it, oh, is it summoners? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Thor's. Oh, Thor's. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was Hellbringers you said first. No, uh, oh, we got Hunchbacks, Thor's, and Mad Cats. Thor, oh, wow. Okay, so yeah. If you have any summoners, yeah, yeah, maybe have to hit up Jason, see if he has any Jade Falcons. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Start to lean on my Jade Falcon boys. There's a couple of them. <laughs> and then uh, just a little little boat on the the third scenario is when Malthus actually comes in, and I'll leave oh, it at that. Oh, that's good. So, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's that'll be fun. There's there's quite a few missions in it. Um, so 11, 12, 13. Yeah, so there's like it goes up to episode thirteen. So I think there's a, about fourteen or so missions because there's episode two. Yeah, oh well, maybe a little less, but anyways, hmm. whole bunch of missions missions to try out scenarios to try out special rules which is is cool because we like i said we haven't done that before 
Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of pictures. And we get to share this with you guys. And uh, hey, maybe you guys have the same source book out and you're playing some Battletech and maybe you guys can join us in it. That's right. Yeah. Send us your pictures. Yeah. We love seeing the pictures, you guys. Uh, If you're on any of the social media platforms, do that hashtag Trident Wargaming so we can get to look at them, talk about them, you know, give you a shout out on here. We even Mm -hmm. throw, you know, like just, yeah, we we like throwing as much um, hobby love and attention your guys' way as well because, you know, it's really what it's all about is engaging with fellow hobbyists and tabletop gamers and enjoying each other's craft essentially and company while you're rolling dice so exactly couldn't say any better yeah but yeah it's it's we have a lot of fun and enjoyment and uh respect and whatnot for you know a lot of the guys out there putting their stuff out on the social media we see some real real nice looking minis painted up yeah. Great ideas, conversions, themes, like you name it, it's out there. And uh, we just, we love, you know, talking with guys about stuff like that and uh, bouncing ideas back. And, you know, I don't know how many times Bill has sent me messages with pictures. Check this out, you know. And um, we just love it. So keep it coming. You know, share it with us. We love to share our stuff with you guys. Um, you see us on a lot of the pages, even the Facebook pages out there too. You know, um, and there's been a lot of really great uh, feedback and response to, to a lot of stuff that we've been doing. So we're very grateful for that. No, hundred um, percent. And we're very, very happy um, of how things have been going. Yeah, with our podcast and and everything else, right? So, well, yeah, that's um, that's right. Like we're we're now in December. We're essentially we've only got you know three four weeks left of this year. And uh, it's gone by fast. Like it doesn't feel like it when you look at all the different projects, but it it has. It's gone by really quick. It's just I can think of all the pledges we've done and all the different you know episodes on all the different systems and armies we've been buying, and it's just wow, man. Like you wait till end of the year, guys, for a huge year in review episode. That'll be a big fat episode of all the pictures that we've been doing, and it'll be a huge recap. So. Definitely yeah, keep your eyes peeled exactly. for that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming down. Um, I know I'm really proud. I know Bill's really proud of, of the accomplishments that we've done this year. We've got a lot of projects done, um, and continuously we're we're doing more. Plus, we've shared with local communities. Um, we've had giveaways here locally as well, and and a couple, um, you know, uh, throughout with with guys on social media and stuff too. Yeah. And uh, we continue to to do more of this. Next year will be pretty fun to get other prog- projects going. Um, you know, trying some other systems and this and that. So, um, yeah, just uh, pretty much keep on painting, building, playing. You know, chucking dice. So it's it's fun. It's been I'm I'm really happy myself for sure. So, well done. <laughs> and I think uh, I think that kind of wraps it up for for this episode. Yeah, that's about it, really. It's uh, 
a little bit of a shorty, but not to worry. There will be more sweet, sweet, sweet Battletech uh, stuff coming down the pipe. Again, keep your eyes peeled for Friday's post. You get to see some Somerset Strikers. And, uh, yeah, just keep rolling dice and keep crushing Inner Sphere, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Okay. We'll catch you guys next time.